Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Liam Wood, Mr. Personality and Head of New Openings for the New World Trading Company. Coming up on today's show... Liam breaks the world record for word repetition in a sentence. That is not our botanist. Yeah. Any other botanist is our botanist, right. apart from a botanist in Bristol. Phil and Liam really ramp up the energy level. So Carluccio's is really great. <laughs> Honestly, you picked a great job. <laughs> and Liam starts deflating. How long are you there for? Four weeks. All that and a whole lot more as Liam talks us through his story and journey to date. Once again, a massive shout out to the Landmark Hotel in London for giving us a quiet space for the chat. Enjoy. Well, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the next edition of Hospitality Meets with me, your host, Phil Street. And today's guest is Liam Wood, who, in his own words, heads up the new openings and training the team for the New World Trading Company, which lately has been rolling out the botanist brand all over the UK, and we'll come on to that in a bit more detail shortly. Mm-hmm. When he's not doing training management or new openings, he's a pretty social creature and sometimes likes to do pantos and it seems now podcasts as well. <laughs> Liam, Hello. welcome. Hello, show. thank you. Um, I suppose straight off the bat, let's just get cracking. Tell us who you are, what you do beyond what I've just said there. Uh, well, beyond beyond that, it's... Um I don't know how much further there is beyond that. So yeah, I work for the New World Trading Company, the award-winning New World Trading Company, I'll say. Uh, I'm putting that in there because I'm about to go to an awards event, so do you know crossed. what Do you know what you're getting? Uh, no, no. So it is all... It's all a big surprise for five. Yeah, yeah, so it could be multi-award winning, who knows? Or none uh, at all. Or none at all. <laughs> <laughs> I already yeah, talked myself into a corner happen. there. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I look after the all the new openings for, for the New World Trading Company, and then as part of that, uh, the training teams as well, so... Um, yeah, we've got multiple brands. The Bostonist is our biggest brand that we're rolling out at the moment. And then we've got some other jazzy ones, like The Florist. That's a pretty cool um, sort of uh, restaurant and bar com- uh, concept. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's what I do. I've always yeah. worked in training um, and that sort of stuff, uh, as well as restaurants. Yeah. Well, we'll, co- we'll come on to a bit more about New World Trading Company towards, well, later in the, the conversation. Sure. But before we get into all that, Let's go all the way back to the beginning. All the way. How did it start? How did you get into this industry? And just talk us through your journey to date. Okay. It was it was a cold October in 2005. Was it really? It was. It you was. remember it well? I remember it well. I remember oh, it well. wasn't that October. It was that October. Oh, my God. <laughs> that cold one. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, um, I, it was kind of a happy accident that I ended up doing hospitality, really. Um I did work experience. That was it. I was really, I was really into graphic design at the time, and I really wanted to do graphic design work experience. Okay, but I don't think I worked the system properly because I ended up doing it at Pizza Hut. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you start somewhere. There's similarities, I'm sure. I think uh, in there. Um, yes, yeah, so so were, were you designing pizzas? I, that... I think we could say designing pizzas. Okay, yeah, great. Designing cutlery positioning. You know, it's it's all part and parcel. Fabulous. Yeah. So I did two weeks of that, um, and then realised I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, and I must have been fairly good at it because they offered me a job as well, just a part-time, part-time role uh, on the weekends, just cleaning tables. Okay. Um, How old were you at this point? Fifteen. Okay. Wow. Yes. Uh, young, young, young. Started very young. Yeah. yeah. I never considered that I wanted uh, like a job. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do or anything like that. There was no plan. Um, so I just started doing that, 
and just quite enjoyed it really. Yeah. It was funny because I, I had an aunt who she, she said that she could always see me as a hotel manager. This is when I was a kid. Okay. Um, There's still time. Which I don't really understand where that came from or why. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, maybe it was destiny. Maybe I was meant to, meant to do it. Well, I, I'm going to stick my neck out here. Yeah. You're a bit of a personality guy. <laughs> um, personality works in this, in this industry. It for does, sure. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then kind of, I think it was finding, realising there was a job where you can you can chat to people and sort of run around all day. Um, that that appeals to me. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I worked for uh, Pizza for, for ages, ages and ages. It sort of saw me through, um, um, I say ages, like six years, through um, GCSEs and sixth form. Uh, and then got to that moment of, what should I be going to university? What should I be studying? I think I'd still kind of had it in my head, like, oh, what am I, what am I going to actually do with my life? Uh, kind of asking that question at that point. Yeah. Um, but didn't have an answer and then realised that I was already doing what I quite enjoyed doing. So, right. um, yeah, decided to stick at it. Well, I put myself on a gap year, first of all. Um, a gap year? A gap year, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm still on. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you if you work in, in your chosen hobby, you'll never work a day in your life. Is that, is something, that, is that, like that. Is something like pretty, that? Something like that. Yeah, it's pretty clunky, that was. Yeah, sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that's absolutely not what it is, but <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually tough when it, the, deciding not to go to university because there's a lot of uh, that uh, that age when you're 18 and everybody's kind of doing off and thinking like, should I be doing a law degree or should I be doing there's something? There's probably a bit of pressure comes through that as well, right? Yeah, Some... yeah. It really feels like the system really kind of feels like you have to go, that's the journey that you have to go if you yeah. want to kind of develop. Um, so it was a bit of a battle actually, deciding, no, I'm not going to do that. I've, I've already got a job and I have money and I quite like this. Yeah. So I can really... Actually, to the university. I did go to university. Yeah. Um, but I went because I didn't have a clue what I, what my path was and yeah. what my journey was. And and in some ways, I, I often think that at that age, it's too young to kind of make up your mind. Yeah, exactly. You can land on your feet yeah. and, you know, and, and find a job like you did that actually um, uh, takes you somewhere that, where you want to go. Yeah. But I think a lot of the time, you're, you're forced to make a decision that you're not ready to make. That's it. And it all feels very finite as well. Like, yeah. that is it that decided that that's kind of without the thought that you can maybe change your mind yeah. later on. You can undo your decisions. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was that. So I, um, I stuck at it. Uh, and I was, so I was kind of did the, the management thing. I was always involved in training at Pizza as well. So I did the... Um, quite uh, early on. Quite early on, yeah. Right. I think just being a people person and just wanting to... Uh, also wanting people to do things the right way. That, that I'm a stickler for that. Right. Um so yeah so that was it so I did a I did like an area trainer role which is quite cool got to go on my first sort of training courses train the trainer stuff and some group training skills um which was really good opportunities it was really nice um and I ended up leaving there eventually um and moving over to Carluccio's yeah um which was a great move to be honest it was it was really good I stepped down when I went to Carluccio's and moved into a like a supervisor waiter position okay um uh, but it was good. It was a, probably a really, really wise decision because it got me into a different brand, a different kind of style of, uh, of hospitality as well. What was the, the, the thinking behind that perceived step down? As in, at the, t- at the time, why did you think that was a good move for you? Uh, in all honesty, it was a bit of a move necessity as well, uh, okay. I felt, because I've been at Pizza Up for a long time and I didn't get on with my area manager. Right. 20-year-old Liam was <laughs> was was not uh, not friends with him. Um and I think it was just kind of a bit of a, I saw an opportunity, my friend had started working there, so I saw an opportunity to kind of uh, jump and do something fresh. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't miles off, like the, the pay of a Pizza Hut manager wasn't, wasn't a huge amount of money. Um, 
So it seemed like a good idea. And it right. was. Yeah, it was. well, I, I was yeah. going to say the rest is history, but I'd like you to elaborate. I was going to say, if <laughs> it's ongoing history. Um, yeah, so I carried on. So I think that kind of supervisory bits and again, sort of involved in training, um, sort of got noticed by the HR and training director through doing bits and pieces. And then one random, it was in October. I'm sure it was in October again. It was cold. It probably was cold, I imagine. Yeah. It was around that sort of time. Somebody, um, uh, my area manager asked me if I wanted to help out with an opening um, in Chichester. Right. And I'd never, it's weird because obviously I know like sites open, but I never considered that opening sites is a job, like opening um, restaurants. At that point, I'd never it kind of... just materialised. Yeah, I'd never really <laughs> given it any thought. So, right. you know... I'm sure if I'd thought about it for a second, I would have realised there must be people. You that were do quite it. young. Yeah, exactly. And you hadn't gone to university, so yes, uh, not fully <laughs> and educated. Oh, it yeah. showed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I bundled down to Chichester um, with not much information other than you're going to train train a team of waiters at this opening. So I literally day by day, I was making it up as I went along, writing a writing a training course for an opening. It was chaos. It was um, right. But it was an experience for sure. Did they give you autonomy to do that? Yeah. As in, so there's a there's a blank piece of paper. So yeah. how, how did you go about that? With the kind of, uh, I suppose yes, okay, you've had you had the training experience, yeah. but different brands, different probably standards, yeah, expectation, yeah. How did you how did you pull I'd that off? Been in the brand for about a year, a year at that point, or a year and a bit, so I sort of had a good good base understanding. I just attacked it with a, a logical process because I was like um, just basically kind of mapping out what, what people needed to know and when and then applying all of the other bits that I knew. I did do it day by day. Um, I sort of had a rough idea of what I wanted to happen in the week. But then every evening I was kind of rejigging and kind of redoing um, learning on the job. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Um, which was an experience. But yeah, that was good. So that was kind of like a defining kind of turning moment. I must have done something right because they asked me to do another one. Okay. And then, then they kept asking me to do them. Maybe there was nobody else available. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Maybe no, nobody, I, else, nobody I, else realised that that was a job, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I saw, saw myself travelling all over the UK doing training training waiters and waitresses for, for Carluccio's. Yeah. Um, and learning more and more about this process of opening sites and also developing more skills as a trainer. Um, and eventually took over the openings manager role, so kind of heading up the openings um, and managing the other trainers uh, for all the departments, yeah. um, which is really exciting. That was a big, I was really proud of that sort of, that moment. Had to convince the ops director that I was able to do it because it was the same guy, it was one of my best friends, had been doing it for years and years and years, like the, the entire time Carly Chose has existed. Um, and he had my back. He was like, yes, Sarah, he can definitely do this. He's yeah. the guy. Um, and then I did. That's you need that though, right? You need somebody to believe in you. That especially when I suppose you're, you're given a, a job that maybe in your own mind you're thinking, ah, "Can I do this?" Yeah. Um, you need a leader to believe in you. Yeah, and exactly. at least give you the rope to go uh, dangle yourself from. Yeah. Um, and that's probably not exactly what I mean by that, but <laughs> but certainly, yeah. I mean, you know, the that's down to leadership, right? That's exactly that's it. A mentorship, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, that was that was great. Um, I got involved in some other bits and pieces, so general training as well. So I started running all the all the train the trainer courses. So I trained all the trainers for Carlitos for a period of time, which yeah. was really cool. What um, what skills do you think you need to have as a trainer? Um, people skills. You've got to you've got to like people um, and all kinds of different. You've got to be able to get on a level with people that you might be wouldn't normally you wouldn't naturally sort of get along with perhaps 
Um, I think that's kind of the key, sort of often unspoken skill. You need to be able to understand people yeah. um, to, to get your message across. Um, and patience and yeah. energy. Sure. Yeah. 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 Especially, I suppose, if you're singing the brand's praises, yeah. you can't be sat or stood in front of somebody going so Carluccio's is really great <laughs> honestly you picked a great job guys <laughs> well done yeah uh, yeah because you need to instill that that passion and excitement yeah in people I'm naturally quite an excitable person I think I've been told so. well, I haven't picked that yeah, up I haven't yet. picked that up no, <laughs> no, no. no I haven't seen it but I, I also guess that if Carluccio's hadn't been exciting to you and, and if you hadn't felt a connection with it that, that you probably wouldn't have been able to deliver that excitement yeah yeah for sure come from the heart definitely really. and uh, and the other people that I was sort of doing it with as well the rest of the openings team um, w- w- kind of all of you being so driven and kind of so passionate about it you kind of feed off each other um, that kind of belief that you're actually kind of building something really fantastic yeah um, looking back I didn't really realise what was happening at the time I didn't realise kind of what a big deal that period of time would would be you know right. and you kind of obviously when you're in the middle of something you don't of really course. appreciate yeah, it yeah. yeah but yeah looking back that was a, it was a great great number of years really enjoyed it how old were you at this point uh that was 20 to 26 okay early 20s yeah so yeah. that's quite a lot of responsibility to put on the shoulders of somebody who is perceived to be so young. Yes, um, yeah. But I suppose that there is a, an old saying in, in sport uh, that I love my sayings, don't I? They um, do, yeah. Um, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, True. And it, it, it doesn't, age shouldn't be a barrier t- as to why you're you're uh, the person for that job. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree, I agree. I've always um, uh, kind of ended up in... Take it, having kind of responsibility for uh, kind of all, all ages all through school as well I kind of put myself into kind of the responsible sort of positions probably because I'm a bit of a bossy boots I reckon right yeah control freak maybe I'm not sure um, but yeah so I, I didn't really even consider that at, at the time as well no I, I, as you say yeah. if you're caught up in it then, That's then it. why would you yeah um, I remember uh, earlier in my career when um, I got promoted into a position of uh, deputy food and beverage manager at the mm-hmm. ripe old age of 23 yeah and I was managing this was on uh, P&O cruise ships and I was managing or second in command of the food and beverage department on a you know 2,000 passenger ship yeah with 15 plus F&B outlets and I look back on that now and I think what were they thinking <laughs> yeah I mean it's a madness I, but I, I think if you at any age if you've got a, a little bit of uh, maturity about the work in front of you and yeah. you use the word applying kind of a logical approach to, to things yeah you can you can solve a lot of things that present themselves yeah no definitely and uh, through doing uh restaurant openings uh, it's given me the skill to problem solve many many things any things that you never thought would go wrong yeah um yeah and that sort of skill set to just crack on with stuff I think it, it probably because it puts you in a position whereby you're having to think on your feet so frequently yeah. that it just becomes like a second nature. Yeah. So that when you are even out, out of work, you're put into a position whereby you've got to solve something. Yeah. That you you just go straight into solving it. It's <laughs> like there's not even a, a thought to consider disaster. Yeah. Or anything like that. Just get on and do it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I digress. Sorry. Yes. I've, to, I've pulled you off your story. That's fine. Where were we? Yeah. Carly Chase. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so um, so I did that for, for ages. I opened, I don't know how many sites I opened, 50 something maybe, I think. Okay. Uh, over a period of time. Um, got the chance to do some international openings as well with, with Carly Chase, which is really, really cool. 
Um, and I had no idea at that point in time th- yeah. that um, that there was an international flavour. I mean, yeah. obviously there's an international flavour with it coming from Italy, but actually in terms of where you then took that brand, yeah. I, I, as far as I was aware in my own little world, it was a, a UK-based company. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was the worldwide worldwide brand. That's, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we had a few in sort of the, the Middle East and Dubai and stuff like that. I, I wasn't involved in those ones. Um, and then Turkey, I did five... Uh, openings around Istanbul. Wow! Yeah, really amazing. How did you find that? Make because that's a like it's a cultural change as well as uh, you know trying to take a, a a brand that's worked in the UK into a brand new territory. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was it was pretty mind boggling to be fair. It was um, again, it was one of those things where it, it just was happening. Um, it sounded like a really big thing when I was telling people what I was going to go do. Was, Go to help to open a, a Carluccio's in Istanbul. People are like, whoa, what, is, what, what the hell? Yeah. Um, but when you're actually doing it, you just kind of have to crack on, crack on day by day. Um, which, which side of the bridge was it? It that was the European side. Was it? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. We did do one on the Asian side uh, a couple of years after that, which was really nice. Um, the Turkish people are lovely though. There's such a such a nice team of people around us. Right. Um, well, they're they're another uh, European country that really gets hospitality yeah. like it's at their core yeah um same with greece and uh italy and france and all of these places that it's just you know, it's just in the blood yeah yeah exactly and you, we totally felt that so while we were there as these you know kind of like brand trainers to sort of instill the carlucho's brand in, in all the team and kind of get things set up properly as it should be um they also treated us um as, as guests and kind of really looked after us so um the whole time we were there, which was really, really, really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, definitely an experience. Um, How long were you there for? Four weeks initially. And then right. we did a few more um, down the line. So it was a few weeks at a time. Right. Yeah. Did one in Dublin. That was cool. Yeah. Um, a little bit more straightforward. But it's even interesting. So when you uh, when we were doing the Turkish ones, you, you expect a kind of a slight cultural shift or kind of, you know, kind of having to make adjustments and... Um, you're sort of ready for that. When you do uh, openings in English-speaking uh, countries, so Dublin, uh, Ireland, uh, we also did America as well. Right. I wasn't ready for the... Cult- I, didn't, I don't think mentally I was prepared for like the cultural differences, even in those kind of spaces as right. well. Right, That was, a, a yeah, something I learned. Yeah. Particularly in America, it was, yeah. I suppose it, your mind probably tells you that I'm going to another English-speaking country, so this will be straightforward yeah and especially having done Istanbul which is you know English is not its first language yeah um, and yet you pulled that off um, so I, I kind of get where you're coming from on that that, that you thought you, it would be kind of easier yeah yeah but clearly wasn't uh, no no it wasn't no <laughs> Carly shows in America that was that was that was a really really hard which part of America Washington DC just okay. outside yeah 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 um, again an experience it was that was tough it was, right. it was tough. It was really tough. What made it tough? Um, lot, lots of things. I think we just, I, I don't think not not any one thing. I think there was um a, a bit of a, a dynamic, a difficult dynamic between the the local team and kind of what they wanted to achieve and the, our, our team, kind of what we were trying to pr- provide the brand Carlitos, yeah, and um, sort of the differences they wanted to make, um, and then a lot of operational issues because we had a trying to get things. Italian products into America was right. really way more challenging than we expected. 
Um, Interesting. Yeah, lots of stuff getting held up in customs and stuff like that. Right. Um, and then the site itself was huge. And we were short staffed. We were in an area that was really hard to recruit staff. It's classic. It was like a really, really lovely old part. It's called Alexandria, um, old town. Really beautiful, cool place. Um, but nobody there like wanted to work in hospitality. Really. Right. Everybody had to come from, from yonder and far away. And then there was a spiral of spiral of issues. Like the building itself was a really old building. They say it's cursed because any sites that go in there um, were really struggling to get holes in the ceiling and things would fall off and then it flooded and then Goodness. yeah we lost an entire kitchen team because there was a and, and <laughs> various various legal issues around them it was it, and it was really busy and right. it was a battle how long did that site last uh clung on for about a year and a bit i think okay. gave, a, gave it a crack gave it a real good crack yeah i, yeah. Sure, I suppose that demonstrates that like it's difficult to to scale up a it's difficult enough to scale up a business in your own country. Yeah. When you're trying to take and impart your brand and your values into a totally different part of the world. Yeah. That, that's, that can be tricky. Really tricky. Really as, tricky. As proven. Yeah. And when you don't have that sort of strength of brand or understanding or anything like that to sort of hold you up, you, you, you have nothing to sort of support you when you're out there. Yeah. Um, and, and Americans don't necessarily know a lot about Italian food, we found out. So... Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that surprises me, actually. Yeah. Given yeah. the uh, kind of the rich heritage of um, uh, Italian-Americans, etc., etc. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe it should have been in New Jersey. That's what it was. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. if, 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 you, if you believe Sopranos, that's, uh, where, that's where they all are. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, we can move on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, it was Carlic Chase for a very long time. Um, I, I did management stuff for them as well. So as well as all the exciting opening stuff, I, did, I kind of did the bread and butter and the kind of all the roles and ma- uh, general manager position for a period of time as well. Uh, and then I popped off to Byron Hamburgers for a few years, ah. which was cool. Um, and that was in a fully training manager role. So part of the HR team looking after training strategy. Okay. Um, they were quite small at this point. Yeah, it was 50-ish sites that I joined. Five zero. Yeah. I wouldn't call that small. No? No. Well, I mean, Carlucho's was a hundred and something after I left. Right. So yeah, that's not small either. That's not small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's smaller. Um, yeah, and it kind of ballooned up to 70-something, right. roughly, and then shrunk back down. Right. Yes, that was just around the time I was leaving. Um, so it was your fault it was my fault right yeah I was like guys you, you're not going to be able to maintain this without me <laughs> <laughs> no not at all not at all um, yeah it was just struggling I think in the the rush to open lots of sites we made a few bad uh, site decisions right kind of like locations and stuff like that yeah not necessarily profitable so came and kind of bit them but they're still going strong now they're yeah. still, still no no but I, I think businesses have to sometimes go through that the because uh, mm. I mean they, they kind of mass expanded in a very very short space of time yeah to get to that kind of size yeah um and it's inevitable that you kind of disconnect a little bit with maybe the purpose and the reason as to why it existed in the first place and then that catches up with you at some point you then have to contract but it doesn't mean that you fall off the face of the earth yeah um, and you just regroup. You're just shifting, aren't you? Yeah, constantly absolutely. Moving. I think the word is evolution. Oh, very good. good yeah, word. I good think, word. but it's it's key, right? Because the the landscape changes around business all the time. Yeah, uh, and people's buying patterns change all the time, 
and it's difficult, I suppose, especially with a with a brand like Byron, who who effectively have picked one thing to do well. Yeah. Um, and and granted, people are always going to want a good burger, but um, you know, what? How do you evolve that to keep people coming back? Yeah. Over and over again, and I mean, Jamie's was a prime example of if you don't evolve quickly enough, then then that can stagnate, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, that was always an issue. I remember that everybody was uh, talking about how do we keep it kind of relevant? How do we keep people excited about a burger? And there's lots of other cool, uh, cool new brands opening up, kind of hot on our heels. Yeah. Um, but that was great. Really good. I enjoyed. Really enjoyed working there. Yeah. That's good. That was only for two years. So was that like a central training role yeah. where you would go out? Yeah. Around all sites. Yeah, that's it. As and when required. Yeah, run run courses. So we ran our management development courses um, developed a chef version as well um, so we had I think we got to 50% internal progression so like 50% of our vacancies were uh, filled in house that's brilliant yeah it was really really good um, we just achieved some really great things um, as a as a people team um, that we're working on despite some huge huge challenges as well right um, like being in the press for various various things and various kind of um, yeah Dramas, I suppose. That yeah. Was um, yeah, so it was good. Really proud of my time there. Gotta love the press, haven't you? Oh, I gotta love the press. For some reason, I don't know. I don't know if we'd upset someone at the Guardian once upon a time, but the Guardian really did not like Byron Hamburgers. Really? Yeah. You can guarantee any, any any story they'd write about anything, they'd somehow link it back to us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's Italian closed down, so Byron is going to do the same or something. Well, I had heard a rumour that coronavirus was um, yeah, oh. was uh, down to Byron. Yeah, I very certainly came that, from a That's burger. a joke, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, please, Disclaimer. Please, yes, please, uh, no suing. That yeah. was uh, light-hearted, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, after Byron, it was New World Trading Company. That was it. Yeah. Back into a more of an openings role... Um, yeah, it's a bit back into the sort of operational side of things, which is, um, yeah, it's just a move that I made. Um, but a really exciting company and like really, really cool, really up and coming and a good chance to create something. Because it's, uh, we're at 20 something, 20, I should know that, 28 sites right. so far. So it's smallish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's lots of scope to sort of develop and have lots of kind of input and influence in sort of the the way we do things there. Mm. That's what I like about it right now. Yeah. So when you say more operationally focused, but you're you're still training. Yeah. Um, yep. So what does what does that mean? What? So the operate it's back into the because Byron was more of a training role. Uh, now New World is back into the openings role. Yeah. Um, so naturally, there's the the operations actually getting things set up um, and making sure sites actually function. Um, and supporting them after that as well. Um, so it's kind of like a a cross between an operations manager and a training manager, kind of fused into one right. super being. Oh, that's me. A super being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've spoken before about um, your your organisation's penchant for a job title. Oh yeah. You have got some belters going on there, and even your own title. I love head of openings. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody else. You are the man. I am the man. I'm the head when it comes of to the openings, openings. That's it. Yeah. But you, I, I seem to remember you've got you've got other cracking titles going on. We do, yeah. We've got we we've, got, we've now got a head of engagement as well. We've got a tri- a tribal chief. We've got a, a beer guru. Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel like I might need to give up my current job for that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pretty good job. It's a, yeah. it's a great job. Um, yeah, we've got creative de- creative development specialist. That was a job. 
Okay. Yeah, all to kind of uh, making drinks and stuff like that. Right. We, we love a fun job title. Yeah. Haven't yeah. you got, isn't there, wasn't there like a vagabond or something like that? I've Vanguards. Just, Vanguards, that's yeah. it. I yeah, yeah. began with V. You've got Vanguards, got Pioneers, there's, uh, there's their other roles as well. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. So, um, what have you got your head in at the moment? At the moment, Cardiff. We've just okay. opened, and you can quote me on this, I'm not, I don't have any evidence to back it up, but I've been told it's the second largest pub in the UK. Wow. Yeah. That's... That sounds sizable. Opened it last week. That's, right. It's just casual. That's what we do. Um, did, did you just drop the mic? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big site. It is big. I, d- I just, you know, I haven't measured the other pubs in the UK, so I couldn't tell you. Apparently, there's a Weatherspoons in Ramsgate, which is huge. Okay. Um, but oh, they we... do like a beer in Kent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That'll be them. Um, so, yeah, so we've just done that. So we opened last week, and so now it's just uh, in that operational sort of bit, kind of supported them. Um so my team are focused on reminding people all the things they've been taught and getting everybody signed off and kind of building that confidence. Right. Um, and then I support the managers in making sure that like, the day-to-day works and kind of we get in the, the right routines that we need to be getting in. So do you kind of hang around as that support function yeah. that if if you can see pinch points and people are, are kind of under pressure a little bit, that's yeah. just to kind of bring them back to themselves and that's it. like a Jedi remember your training pretty much in yeah. that moment kind of like calm everything will be fine yeah. um, and then also as well if something unthinkable happens like uh, the ceiling starts pouring with water okay I'm then on hand to deal with that so the managers can focus on looking after all of our new customers and building new bonds that was an oddly specific it was oddly specific <laughs> Storm Dennis really really did a number on us really yeah oh wow yeah it was it was pouring pouring through the ceilings right yeah yeah well I mean you, you're the best one in the world you can't plan for these things right? no, and no, no. Thing, you certainly don't expect them to happen yeah and it happened Valentine's night that's when it started happening oh, um, which obviously was a Friday evening uh, so yeah. all through the weekend I couldn't get any I couldn't do anything I right. just had to keep mopping up water Wow. And collecting it, yeah. These yeah. things never happen on like a Wednesday lunchtime. Of course. No. 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 Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But, um, well, problem solving. That's it, you Once see. Once again, what do you do, right? I so mean, I, I will admit there was a moment <laughs> on that Friday night, I was kind of potting around trying to figure out where the water was coming from um, and, and what to do. And I just, I looked at my team and was like, I don't know what to do here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, um, that's half the battle as well, is, is like understanding that this is beyond my area yeah. of knowledge. Yeah. No. I was um, like, I will just collect the water. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yes. And um, and then start adding to the water with some tears in the corner. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it must be heartbreaking, though, when you've kind of put your heart and soul into making this thing exist and get off the ground. Um, and I know we've spoken before about its location is pretty centric to rugby, yeah. which is obviously a massive part of uh, of the culture in uh, in Cardiff, especially yeah. when it comes to drinking beer. Yes. Um, and to just see it, that moment of, oh. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, but it works the other way around as well. So having that moment of um, the like the first time you can see it like full and pumping, like you know, kind of all the tables are sat and there's loads of people and everything's working how it should do. Yeah, and all the team are kind of enjoying themselves. That's the that's the best moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you know you get a moment of adversity and that's when you pro- you probably then see the team really come together as yeah. well, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and get exactly. each other's back. Yeah, um, and the like. Um, okay, so tell us more about the new world trading company in terms of uh, you've got multiple brands yes um, and I um, even from our earlier chats I still don't think I've fully got that in my brain yeah 
Um, so yeah, what what brands have you got, and what's the the points of difference? So we've got the the Botanist, which is our that's our that's our bread and butter. That's the well, they're all like pubs reimagined for the modern modern audience. Okay. Um, and the Botanist is kind of your all day. You can it's very relaxed. It's very casual. You can bring everyone its home comforts. It's you know kind of uh, we do live music every night. Um, and yeah, to feel good. You can bring your whole family, you can bring your friends, you can bring whoever. Yeah, just while away a few hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a beautiful, all of our sites are beautifully kind of immersive and really kind of amazingly designed. Right. Um, so we've got the florist that's a bit um, aimed at a younger demographic. Lifestyle conscious millennials is the official tag, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what does a lifestyle conscious millennial crave? Uh, cocktails cocktails and okay. uh, a pan-asian inspired menu and sharers ah. yes well to be honest i'm gen x i think yeah i i crave pan-asian well you come <laughs> along to the florist then that's it i'll dress younger yeah right. yeah yeah exactly yeah. you'll see it's, it's it's very trendy it's really cool <laughs> um but yeah that's kind of more djs and stuff like that um rather than the the live music uh, and then we have the houses which are all unique in their own right and the big kind of event spaces the sun comes out and they're kind of flooded full of people and they've all got their own their own backstory um and a van called the wanderer which is ironic because it doesn't wander <laughs> you need another van to get that van to go anywhere <laughs> that's brilliant yeah yeah can't be a bit of irony yeah exactly it's yeah. fun <laughs> um so yeah lots going on we've got lots of different ones it's Quite exciting. So we, we've opened a lot of botanists, but I think we might get to do more florists this year. Maybe I shouldn't say that publicly, but um, hopefully we get right. to open more of the... Uh... And for clarity, for those Londonites amongst us, yes, you're not related to the botanist. Yes, no, we're not. Yeah, so the botanist in Sloan Square and uh, I think Richmond, maybe somewhere else, that is not our botanist. Yeah. Any other botanist is our botanist. Right. Apart from a botanist in Bristol, I think. Okay. Yeah, a popular name. It's a yeah, clearly. Yeah. Well, it does conjure up the things that you might expect. Yeah, um, yeah. So no, yeah, we're, that's uh, that's ours. We've got the trading house is our only site in London. So right. over by Bank, I suppose the florist in Watford. I don't know if you count Watford as London. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, there you go. So inside the M25, Watford, I can never remember. Yes, it is. Yeah, so it is. It's London. There you go. That's it. Yeah, uh, I just sort of made that up. I think it's like Zone Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. Okay. So from your career to date, which now ex- now spans how many years? 15. That gives us your age straight away. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologise for that. Um, in, that ti- in that time, um, I suppose, what, was there a moment wh- whereby the, the light bulb came on and went, yeah. I'm I'm in now. I'm all in. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's either gonna be that um, sort of the later Pizza Hut years or the early Carluccio's years. Okay. I think actually I'm gonna say the early Carluccio's years because bef- uh, it's, it was a weird one actually because before I don't dare I say it, it was almost like a bit of a shame of saying that I worked at Pizza Hut. Really? Um, yeah. Interesting. So. Um, do you think that comes from uh, peers? Is it you think... see what your peers are doing, and maybe they're not they've not gone into the same thing, and yeah. they, and you think maybe and you know, you've highlighted the fact that perhaps you were never destined for an academic life. Mm. Well, I was quite I was pretty booky, um, pretty right. academic in in school, right? Um, so, and I think there was that sense that people assumed I would go off and do something really academic. 
Um, and then I didn't. <laughs> so, there is time. Yes. Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... But then after I worked at Carluccio's, I felt a lot more... Uh, it was like a brand that I could be a bit more proud of working for, I think. Right. Or I felt more proud of. Um, but it is important. You, yeah. Like, you have to wake up in the morning and go, I, I love I what believe, I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think it must have been that moment that was when I was like, yeah, this is this is me. This is what I do now. Yeah. And um, sort of realising that you can do it as well. That you're kind of, if you're capable and kind of quite skilled at the... At the I'm not saying I'm capable and skilled, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that feels good. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always like to kind of remind people that that the fundamental of this industry is the first three letters of that word, fun. Yes. Um, and it's certainly my experience. And granted, I don't work in the um, in the operations anymore. But um, I, I mean, I luxurious position that I get to to see a lot of different things and yeah. a lot of different people and. Um, I think this is still to this day one of the the most fun industries yeah. that exists on the planet. Definitely. Um, within that, are can you regale us with any funny stories from your fifteen years in the in the business <laughs> that you can repeat publicly? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's 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 lots, lots and lots. I mean, cause, because there's always so much going on. Um, there's bound to be hilarious moments. You know, I think certainly doing openings, uh, you, you you get a sense of delirium at a certain point. Um, it's not really much of a specific funny story, but there's always hilarious, hilarious things um, in the openings. You get these in jokes. You kind of these you forge these bonds with people and kind of make ridiculous, ridiculous private jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really I can't think of anything specifically funny. I mean, I've, there's all the classics like dropping various amounts of sauce. Pizza, we used to have a big, I don't know how many litres, five litre kind of things of sour cream. Right. And I managed to drop them on more than one occasion and they would sh- sh- explode. I'm talking like sh- sheer explosions. That's, um, that's a lovely substance to go, yeah, go everywhere as well. Absolutely everywhere. Um, I just find it on the ceilings as well at some point. I always find sauce on ceilings. Do you, yeah. Yeah. That, and you wonder how. Yeah, has is, is somebody just been has been spending their afternoon trying to figure out how to make that happen? <laughs> yeah, like how how does it always get up there? If you look up in restaurants, right, wherever you go to, you'll see some sauce on there. Yeah, you think well, how did that get up there? Yeah, a sauce explosion. <laughs> we had we had an egg explode. That was quite funny. Okay, it was a, a, a poached egg. Right, um, it wasn't so funny for the the poor lady that it exploded on. Uh, in front I of can, I can imagine yeah I think guest, uh, guest or uh, guest, uh, guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but that, that, that hit the ceiling I'm not quite sure what happened but it just, yeah. just popped and fired up yeah yeah any um, moments of abject uh, embarrassment that you can remember personally apart from dropping sour cream yeah dropping sour cream I mean d- dropping tray especially because um being the head of openings, people expect you to know what you're doing. Um, but I am, I am by the human, and I'm not very well practiced for carrying things. So I've done some. We like to put stairs, like lots of stairs, in a lot of our sites. Yeah. And I, I think with Warrington, I, the most spectacular like drop, and it's almost like every single thing I was holding separated and made as much noise as possible. And then I had a whole team of new people, 
just laughing at me. And time stood still. Yeah, time stood still. I was just yeah. like, oh, the shame of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I meant to know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, you know, uh, just look to the world of elite sports. The um, the best coaches don't necessarily make the best athletes. Yeah. So um, just remember that in training. I, I'm just going to put, that, put yeah, that out there. That's now your mantra yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, uh, to be fair, I don't, I don't mind embarrassing myself too much. I do plenty of stupid things. Fall over a fair amount. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I might be a bit clumsy. I always okay. make sure to laugh first if I fall over, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, that, yeah, that's just a given. Mm. Um, and then I suppose flip side of all of that, the the challenges. I mean, beyond new openings, which obviously come with their own challenges and yeah. roofs falling in. Yes. Um, anything that can trump that? I mean, that's a pretty serious challenge actually to deal with. But. Yeah, we had. Ooh. And that that was a big challenge. So it's um, I don't know. We had a scary moment of uh, we keep having scary moments of people capacity because we do opening parties. Um, uh, at this terrifying moment in Bath, where I found out we're a touch over capacity in the building. I don't know how because we had four entrances, so it was right really hard to, to manage. Yeah, and then I I found this kind of pinch point um of people. It's an old cathedral, uh, like an old chapel. Um, so there's lots of kind of old, old thoroughfares, and I was I was terrified that we we're actually going to crush someone. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I might have been being a bit dramatic, but there's those kind of things. Some these situations can sort of spiral out of control, or kind of get a bit. Yeah. How did you deal big. with that? Um, I stopped letting people in for sure, and I started That's moving. Good start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I started moving people through. There's a few things we were kind of serving food and drinks at a certain point, and that was making people um, bottleneck. So I just moved moved where those were happening spread people out yeah action stations yeah well I mean what else can you do right yeah exactly that's it yeah um, okay um, what does the year ahead hold for Liam Wood uh, especially now that Panto's out there I was going to say yeah we've done a Panto now so yeah, that's, yeah. that's done um, we've got uh, lots of other things I'm going to take some time off after after Cardiff's settled okay because we've just done a few back to back and we've done Panto and we've done uh, Christmas as well all of that's happened in the last three months it's been really really busy for me yep so I'm going to I'm going to do nothing for, for, a, for a day for a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> see how bored I get um, no then we've got uh, a bunch of openings around the country various uh, various towns all spread out quite a lot and I'm going to Glastonbury and I'm very much looking forward to that Excellent. Yes. When when do they announce the lineup, or have they done? They started. Yes, okay. I, they haven't done the full lineup, but there's right. a few few people. Taylor Swift's on there. Right. Yeah. Great. And that's all I can think of right now. I see she's got a um, a documentary out on Netflix. Apparently, it's very good. Yeah. So it sounds good. It yeah. Sounds good. Even if you're not a Swifty. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But she's one of the greatest philosophers in the history of the world. Is she? That line, the haters gonna hate. Yeah. I mean, that's ah, sums it up. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh God, I've totally thrown my train of thought now. By like using Taylor Swift as a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Just, There's just, a saying that Taylor Swift said once. Yes, indeed. So that'll go into folklore. Uh, that one. Um, okay, so you you mentioned you've got more openings. Yes. How many are you planning this year? Four more. Wow. Four more. But that is that's that's growth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Can you tell us locations or are they? I can and dagger. tell you Preston and Leicester. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Great. That's it. Exciting times. Very exciting times. Yeah, it should be some um, some cool places. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we did college, we were doing 12 a year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
which I mean it was a lot more streamlined kind of uh, in, in what we were doing by that point because we'd opened so many but, but yeah I suppose that's it's quite a lot of growth isn't it yeah it's no. good good yeah absolutely well it's good people still want to drink and be merry right yeah but you you, you did a, uh, a food element as well yeah it's um depending on which brand uh, the houses are a bit more drinky um, the florist it's a bit 60% drinks 40% food bottle is kind of 50-50 uh, it depends where you are really right um, where where do you look for your inspiration these days for, for, for what for life for life yeah yeah or, or is there somebody in the industry that you turn to to um, to I suppose keep you motivated I mean you're quite a motivated guy anyway and you're clearly doing something that you you were born to do yeah yeah. Uh, that, that helps yeah that's, um, that does. but you know, do you have mentors you look to or the people that, that help keep you on the straight and narrow yeah but no one person really I sort of kind of I try and find that influence from everyone if if I can I think like no no one person has all the answers um, and I think it's really important to level yourself it's almost like holding yourself accountable to people certainly the, the team that I work with I kind of make sure that I kind of I get all of their opinions and kind of we all we all kind of share share thoughts yeah um they're really great actually because I can I can overthink things sometimes and get a bit, bit neurotic and kind of um into something so they can help to kind of verbalize what challenges we are facing yeah um yeah from one overthinker to another, yeah. I, I relate. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. yeah. Sometimes I just have to say something out loud. It's like, I'm thinking this thing and I just have to say it to you. And then <laughs> yeah. you're going to look at me in a certain way and I'm going to realise yeah, it's Liam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's good. But then that also helps me to stay motivated. Like I feel kind of uh, accountable. Like I need to be motivated to keep those guys going, to then keep everybody else going as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of becomes like a self-fulfilling Thing. It's a lot yeah. of gestures, hand gestures going on here. Yeah, well, thankfully we're on, uh, uh, on uh, radio in, uh, yeah. in inverted commas. Radio on demand. Yeah. That's, that's what we are. Um, okay, so if you were starting over again, yes. knowing what you now know, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to yourself at the very beginning of your career? Keep having fun. It is meant to be fun. Serving food, not saving lives. Yeah. Um, and... Remember that nobody else knows what they're doing, really, <laughs> including you. So it's yeah. okay if you don't know what you're doing because most people don't know what they're doing. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But then you just apply a, a logical approach to, exactly. to dealing with the, the thing that you don't know and and just get so on with it. Solutions present themselves. Exactly. Collaboration is another thing for me. One hundred percent. Just come from an event today that's been talking a lot about collaboration, and um, you know, you if you're a an island in this. Um, in this industry then you won't last long you, yeah. you can't do your job without the performance of others Yeah, you you have to accept that and and then if that's falling short then figure out how to make that better Yeah, and I think that the, in today's society there's an, an awful lot of desire to kind of not work through problems Yeah, um, but actually that's where the best learning is that's all the things that you like when a roof caves in, <laughs> yeah. um, which you've not planned for and yeah. you don't know how to deal with. Maybe next time that happens, and hopefully it doesn't, but yep. um, if it does happen, that maybe you'll just be that little bit better prepared mentally, if nothing else, to, to know how to, to deal with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely part of that. It's like that journey of 
figuring these things out yeah. is actually the important bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I suppose leading on from that, if what advice would you give to somebody who was looking to start on the this career path in hospitality now? Do it. Um, and be proud of it. Like in, enjoy what you do. Um because it it's meant to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is meant to be fun. Um, and it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. Um, of course, there's hard bits, but... Yeah, but there is in every, in every, exactly. every job. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, the thing I love about this industry is the, the sheer diversity of opportunity. Yeah. You, um, I think the perception sometimes can be that it's... You know, you come in and you you're either a waiter or you're a chef, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is that you can be an engineer, you can be a marketeer, you can be a trainer. Yeah. You can be a financier, investment. Yeah. Legal. You know, whatever kind of your whatever your brain sits on the the spectrum of what you find interesting, you can do it in hospitality. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And there's a great message for your kids. That's it. <laughs> that's the tagline. <laughs> great. Um. Excuse me. So, if um, if people want to get a hold of you and 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 pick your brains, yeah, how would they go about doing that? Shout really loud outside. I'll hear you. Very good. <laughs> good Smoke hearing. signals. Uh, no, you can get me. Um, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best one. I'm Liam Wood on LinkedIn. Not yes. Lee Ham. No, not Lee Ham. Lee Ham Wood on Facebook. If you okay, if you're that way inclined, um, or you can email me Liam Wood at nwtc.uk.com. Very good. Yes. Great stuff. All right. Well. Thank you very much for joining us today, Liam. Pleasure, thank you. It's been a pleasure to chat, and we'll see you around. You will, you will indeed. Very good. So there we have the wonderful shenanigans of Liam Wood. Just a top, top guy, and a huge thank you to him for giving up his time. Don't forget, we'll be launching a new episode every Wednesday, but in the meantime, we'd love for you to subscribe to the show and give us a like and a share on any of the usual social channels. We'll see you next time. <laughs>